Testing, testing, one, two. Testing, testing, one, two. Checking the sound. Testing, testing. Microphones. Check it. Checking the sound. One, two. Probando, probando, probando sonido. <laughs> That's an inside joke, folks. That's how usually the JW meetings normally begin. Just some random kid <laughs> going up <laughs> to the podium and testing the mics. No, no, he's selected. He's pre-selected. <laughs> Come on. Come on. He is pre-selected. Usually you get like the little kid that you can't give him any other responsibilities, but you want him to feel special. You tell him, hey, go check the podium mic. Yeah. Like if somebody would have stolen it. <laughs> it's always there. Folks, we are back. We thank you for listening. We thank you for being present this morning, afternoon, at the evening, wherever you find yourself. We've got some more questions for Arturo G. Myself, Oscar G., your host. And we want to go right into these questions. We're going to explore what it is being part of a religion like the Jehovah's Witnesses. Being part of this religion is very similar to other similar religions that have stemmed from the Adventist movement, which would include people like the Adventists themselves. We have people like the Seventh-day Adventists and other movements that have broken off from them. Uh, people like uh, the Bible students. The Bible students. So... What is it? What is it like being part of the Jehovah's Witness? Arturo, let me ask you, did you or do current members ever take any issue with any of the beliefs or policies in the religion? Uh, yeah, it, ha it happens, especially when the new light comes out, you know. Um, but for the most part, uh, every everyone's very accepting. You know, if yesterday was black and today it's white, it's white. And no one bats an eye. Well, what if somebody stands up and says, wait, that doesn't make, that new doctrine doesn't make sense. Does that happen? Oh, uh, no, no, you can't do that. And if you do do that, it's got to be like, you got to pull your buddy off to the side. Like, hey, man, uh, what you think about the, <laughs> about the new light? And don't they give you... They don't they give them incentives to pull people off to the side and correct them, like correct themselves, and don't they have some sort of like policing going on? Yeah, they police themselves. They police themselves, so you know, a really what they would consider a spiritual brother, you know, someone that's um, very faithful to the organization. And you start asking questions, and you start disagreeing. He could say some he something like. You do know that's a form of apostasy, right? You're da you're you're starting to dabble in apostasy, which means and you know disagreeing with them. They and a, an apostasy is the worst thing that that you can be. They give you suggestions. Yeah, they give you suggestions to to read the well, the Watchtower more. Uh. And then if you have like a dictionary and an encyclopedia and a Bible in your hand, you're like, well, I mean, I'm kind of I got these, and they're like, no, no, no. Please just go to the JW online and whatever doubts you have, just type it in there and whatever it says goes. No, but I went to the local library. Let no, me, no, no, no. That's uh, men. 
could have uh, interfered with that. My uncle's a scholar of biblical <laughs> history. I don't know how many years of he wasted, but all that uh, useless, useless stuff. <laughs> wow. Well, what about you? Uh, did you ever take any issue with a certain belief or policy? Yeah, I wasn't the most, uh, how you say it, uh, the biggest follower. You know, I did it all my life, but, you know, I didn't I didn't get to uh, be a ministerial servant or an elder or stuff like that. But any so any issues that I ever had with it, you know, e- even if I did uh, bring it up to someone or with myself, it wouldn't really made a difference. Like I, I, w- I was in a big, you know, kind of name in there. You know, I was a, I was a young kid. I was a young kid. So even if I did complain. I don't think people would have had too much issues, but I did find myself, and uh, and now that I think about it, think about it in a lot of conversations where they were argumentative, and I knew how to dabble in them because I just did it to get a laugh. I wouldn't because <laughs> I would see how much people would really just like get really uncomfortable in their seat, like whether whether you know when we were in service. Or eating at someone's house or something like that, like at a get-together. And if it was like someone that was very zealous, as they like to say. And then, um, for example, I remember one time I was talking to someone and there was a, it was a young couple. And uh, we were talking about uh, having the kids, having kids and how it used to not be promoted. And how now it's promoted, and they're in, they're like, no, it, it's you know, it's always been your choice. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, we see a lot of the older brothers without the kids or with the kids, so it's you know, I'm, I was trying to wrap that, you know, so the brothers that have kids, did they not listen to the to the instructions? And did the brothers that do have kids, did they listen to the instructions? Like, how did that, like, no, no, that's, you know, it's all, you, you can have as many or as little kids as you want. It's like, yeah, but there is information out there that says, yeah, but that's old information. Like, I'm like, exactly. So was there a, a brother that listened and a brother that didn't listen? And what's going on currently? Should we have the kids? Should we not have the kids? Because they just said not, um, all of a sudden they're saying to have the kids again. And I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming because the numbers are going down. So those are the kind of conversations that really start making people uncomfortable. Like, do you have a, like, and they look at me like, do you have a problem with what they're saying? Because, like, because you don't fall in line. Exactly. And I'm like, no, no, I, I don't got a problem. I don't got a problem. I'm just saying it sounds, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, right? That, you know, they're saying, they used to say this and now they're saying that. So are you against the instruction? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, it's just interesting. Yeah, and people would like really look. You know, people look at me like, I know what you're doing. Yeah, and I don't like it. Yeah, and trust me, you're not gonna be welcome in this house. You know, like this might be the last time we hang out. You need to fall back in line. Exactly. It's like, and they'd give me that look. Like, I know what you're doing, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. You gotta love it. What about the the main their main character, the, the founder of the religion? Did you ever have any questions about who this guy was? You don't, no one really talks about that guy, and I don't know if it's because 
Uh, like, like even he's the guy that started the he's movement. He's the guy that started, but they, Mr. Charlie Russell himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a big topic. It's not a like something you talk about a lot, and it's almost taboo, isn't it? Yeah, like you don't mention. You don't mention. You only mention it when it comes out in the Watchtower, and it comes out very briefly. And it's he's always spoken very well. You know, they speak very highly of the guy. You know, like the great, uh, you know, the humble, the humble brothers, like all these adjectives, uh, the, a the, lot of the adjectives, a lot of great adjectives. So it's like the humble brothers, like who called them this? The New York Times? Yeah. <laughs> no. People's Magazine? Is, no, his, own, did, his own people. Did People's Magazine call him this? Why? is like, oh, his own people. Oh. Oh. I mean. Well, that's a little, not that's impo- a little, bias yeah, at all. <laughs> that's a little bias, but okay. Uh, but yeah, it's like to talk about Russell was a, it was a weird topic to bring up as a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. If you brought that up, it's like, that's a weird topic. That's a weird topic. Why are you talking about Russell? You know, he did, he's just any other brother. Even amongst witnesses to a witness, right? Right. Yeah. A wit- and that's what I'm referring to, a witness to a witness. To bring up Russell is like, why are you talking about that? Yeah. It's like, I just, I find it real interesting. I find him real interesting. I'd like to know more about him. Yeah. It's don't- like, but we're not followers of men. We're followers of Christ. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I'm just, um, I'd like to know what was, you know, what was the, all the inspiration that was going on, the inspired information that was happening in his head, how Jehovah was, was inspiring him to, to write all this stuff. Helping us, helping him set up a business. Exactly. How Jehovah, God was helping him set up a business and what ideas did he give him and you know where did it all start? Does it does no one care where it all started from? Apparently not. And then like, and how much of his of his ideas do we currently uh, have? Let me ask you this: the your the members of your family that are still inside, if you were to mention Charles Russell to them, would they act the same way? Is it almost like? Why are you, why are you talking about that? Yeah, same thing. Taboo, same, isn't it? Taboo. Like, don't. It's like, yeah, he's a great guy, but you seem to really be obsessed with this guy, kind of thing. And they'll start gaslighting you. Right. They'll start gaslighting you, and it's like that you're the follower of Russell. Exactly. It's <laughs> you like know? you think you're following Russell more than we. You know, yeah. it's like we don't follow Russell. We follow Jesus. Like, no, no, he founded yeah. this thing. So you yeah. follow what he says. Because no one else in the world says what he says. Yeah. And they get upset about it. Yeah. But then they do follow his movement, which is the Jehovah's Witness movement. Uh-huh. But they get upset that you tell them that they follow <laughs> Yeah. What's the deal? I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you, there's certain topics that are very touchy. Like if you question them, okay, so you're not a follower. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did, uh, a follower of, of Charles Russell. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I, uh, it's like, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Are you or are you not? Uh, well, I I, I am. I, I am, but I'm not. I'm not. Not of him. I'm a follower of Christ. It's like, jeez. And so is he. So us and Russell are the same thing. It's like, so is, is Christ a follower of Charles Russell? It's like, no, no, but. Russell is a follower of Christ. It's like, oh, jeez. It's like, all right. All right. I kind of get what's going on, but so. 
You're a follower of, of Christ through Russell. Yes. <laughs> like, they don't want to say it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I wouldn't say it like that, but yes, he is a channel that God uses. Like, oh, geez. He was a channel that God used in the past. It's like, not currently? what happened he died it's like oh okay so so what happened with the channel did did like was he able to it's like a baton does he get to pass on the channel (laughs) does he get to pass on like the you know like when you um it's like a phone did he have a phone line to Mm -hmm. to jehovah you know once he died did he give it off to someone he's like now you could talk to god now you get inspired by god and then when that guy died, did he hand it off to the governing body? Now you can get inspired by God. Yeah. How does who's, that work? Who's to say? And then if you, let's say you read them some of the, because they have this famous book. It's called The Proclaimers. And it's a big, oh yeah, yeah. meaty mm-hmm. green book that they have. I mean, it's a heavy book. It's, a hefty it's heavier one. than the Bible. It's a hefty one. It's the history of the Jehovah's Witness. Let's say you... You start reading some of this history and you just, you know, you flip through the pages. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, page 798. It's got <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the big numbers. Uh-huh. And then you read them a random part of history. How do they react? Because it, it is published by them. Right. Even that they don't like. Why don't they like that book? Yeah, it's you're I think I think most Jehovah's Witnesses don't know their history. So, and it's just natural for someone, like, if you get in a conversation with someone that doesn't know something about anything, and you're trying to prove them wrong, um, they're, they're going to feel attacked. They're going to feel attacked. So, so, whenever you cite their own books, their own literature, yeah, always expect them to get a little hostile. There's, so, there's backlash, isn't it? If you a lot ever- of backlash. Quote any of their own material. Yeah, but I think it's a it's a good start because you know one of the one of the things I always say is, hey, I'm not I'm not showing you no weird videos, no uh, conspiracy theory videos. I'm not showing you any kind of weird magazines and uh, you know questionable information. No, I'm I'm just showing you your information, your own stuff, your own stuff, and I'd like you to verify it. And whether it's, you know, recent information or old information, I would like your take on it. Oh, goodness sakes. Like, I would like your honest take on it. And because cause I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused about this information. But they don't want to. They don't like it, right? They don't, you know, because as much as they say that, uh, you know, a good Christian and a good uh, Jehovah's Witness, you know, he, he reads all the stuff and he's always up to date. Most of them aren't. Most of them, sadly, aren't. If I were to take a JW test, you know, of who's a more who's more knowledgeable in the, uh, as a Jehovah's Witness, I would win against <laughs> the average Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I would win by a mile. I would ace the test. I would ace the test. <laughs> you and know? that's not to pat ourselves on the back or pat you on the no, back. No, 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 not at all. It's just to make a point. You know, if if I were to go back. I'd be top of the class. I'd be like top in the, you know, of information of uh, like history, uh, the new videos that come out, the broadcasting videos, the name of the governing body, the name. Mo- oh, most jo- yeah, most of us don't even know the name of the governing, the, their names. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. repeat that. They don't even know the name of their leaders. 
No, not at all. Because it's not a thing. It's not like it's not important to know that stuff. You know, it's important to go to the meetings, go to service. Uh, that that's the kind of stuff that's important. But to know their names isn't important. But it is kind of important when they're telling you they're the ones making the rules. When you tell someone, hey, you know, you know, you got to do this. What? He's like, that's the new information. Says who? Says the governing body. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking to them, isn't it? How they're never up to date. And they do tell them the instruction. They tell them, you guys need to be up they to date. They have to be up to date. You know, that's, I, a, that's something they say. The ones that are up to date are like the top tier Jehovah's Witnesses, which are the Bethelites. Mm-hmm. They're pretty up to date, you know, only when they're living in Bethel. That's correct. That's correct. Man, like, we could go on and on about this one. Yeah, you could go on and on about uh, citing publications to a Jehovah's Witness. Bad idea. And if you do do it, make sure there's a lot of, uh, like, preparation work. You know, you really got to let them know you're not a threat. You're not trying to... Um, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. You just want to show them the magazine, a magazine or a video. Which is something they should already know. Yes. But they don't know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because they don't read. Yeah. Or like, hey, let's watch this video one more time. I know we saw it last year. Let's just watch it one more time. See if you notice anything different. And I think the reason why you notice stuff different when you watch it like at home is because there isn't like five hours of pre of priming before that video. So like when they show those videos in uh, in an assembly, they'll right. prime you. They'll they'll get you ready for like 5 hours, 6 hours, and then they'll let they'll and and for those 6 hours like everyone's just giving talk after talk after talk after talk. A bunch of people are giving a bunch of speeches and all you're doing is writing notes down, listening, paying attention and if, if it's about um, sacrifice, all the talks are about sacrifice. How can the dad sacrifice? How can the mm-hmm. mom sacrifice? How can the kids sacrifice, you know, their lives for the organization? And then at the end, they'll drop this, like, heavy emotional video. Oh, jeez. Where, like, a guy's, uh, 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 you know, a man's wife dies. And yeah. then he, like, sacrifices his life to God even more by, and when I say sacrifice, I mean, like, and he... He starts preaching more. Oh, he starts coming more to the Yeah, he starts meetings. becoming more active, becoming more active in the congregation. And uh, the congregation starts, you know, you know, embracing him mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's just so emotional. And the music, and it's just so emotional. And, and they show the empty seat. And they show, yeah. yeah. And then they show, you know, the little girl missing the mom, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sit the little girl... Between the dad, but the empty seat still between the little girl yeah. and the dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that. and Which is odd if you think about it. At, yeah, very <laughs> odd. But at that moment, the point is, get at that moment, uh, you don't really see a problem with it. Because no. for the past five hours, you've been yeah. being taught a sacrifice. And they hit and, you with the tearjerker. And they hit you with the tearjerker. And let me tell you. I was, you know, I'm just naturally a crier. You know, I'm an emotional kind of guy. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah. I would like. I'm an emotional kind of guy. So those videos, they were tear jerkers, man. It got me right in the heart. That one, (laughs) (laughs) that one landed. That one landed. They're just 
tearjerkers. And you look around, and you weren't the only one. There was older women. There was, you know, men. Handkerchiefs. Everybody took out their handkerchiefs. That was the handkerchief time. Everybody was just, like, weeping. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, like, tears of joy. It's like, oh, yeah, you know. But when you watch that... Without the five hours of the priming, yeah. and you just watch it for what it is, mm-hmm. you get another perspective on all those videos. It's like, yikers. Yeah. Yeah, it's extreme. And then you see that you could see right through the propaganda. Exactly. Exactly. Because you tell you, how did I not say? He's like, well, you don't realize there was a whole hour or five hours, depending on what video there was, that got you ready for that video. And it, it made all of your all of your guard. It put your guard down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any kind of objective thinking, anything you know, like you know, when you naturally say stuff like, "Oh, come on," you know, right, right. It's like, no, come on, that would never happen, kind of thing. It goes down, so you're very vulnerable. They catch you in a very vulnerable state. What kind of priming would you say they do? Like, I think it, um, you're referring to the background music kind yes. of thing. And then there's a segment, oh, like a five. 10-minute thing where you have to sit down and just listen to background music. Yeah, Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's good you bring that up. Uh, we should do a whole one, a whole episode on assemblies. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of goodness there. Everybody becomes a professional. You become a doctor. They they assign these random people. Yeah, the doctor, your nurse. Your you become a nurse for the day. <laughs> you become a cop for the day. You become a cop. You sixteen year old kid becomes a cop yep, outside. Yep. Yep. You become a sound guy. All Beca- of a sudden. All of a sudden, you find an audio visual technician. <laughs> You become yes. you're an audio visual technician They're, for the day. Everybody gets a hat. You know, they're giving you out so, hats that yeah, day, and you feel so important because you get to control the volume of the speaker. Yeah, you know, yeah. in an assembly of like four thousand people, and then the other guy gets to control the camera. Uh-huh. And then you feel important, but then you, you think about it, and you're like, the guy just zoomed in and out of the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute, he didn't really move the camera. He just kind of. Scrolled in and out Like mm-hmm. if the guy was taller You scroll out a little Yeah If the guy was shorter You scroll in To not it's make like, him look so short Yeah You know Every now and then They'd mess up And you're like <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah That was yeah. good it's Every like, I do I do remember that They'd mess up And it'd be it, You know They'd have the camera To like uh, half <laughs> Right <laughs> through the nose <laughs> And the teeth but No eyes Yeah like, Let me t- That was the last time That guy did that Last time He got fired Get he him out of here You become a garbage man too You, you be- yeah, yeah You, you become, become a, a cleaning After you have to clean the place cleaning Yeah Sanitizing <laughs> Even in the, When they rent stadiums out you know? what, what about the guy that did had the uh, he had a little poster <laughs> with them to please please take your seat? <laughs> that guy, he became an usher, but everybody hated the guy, and Every- no one wanted to do that job. Yeah, no, it's no. Like, how did I end up with this job? Exactly, no one liked that guy. And then you had to you had to walk up to kids, you know, because it was usually the younger and, one. And, no, everybody, everybody and tell would them do it. right. Uh, or would they just stand next to him with the sign? Oh yeah, yeah. the instruction was just just stand there awkwardly. (laughs) Don't even say anything. Just 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 stand awkwardly in the conversation. In their peripheral view. (laughs) In the bubble. In like that uncomfortable (laughs) bubble space. And just stand there until they leave. It's so odd. It's so odd. Jeez. I wish I could go back and just stay talking there and just look (laughs) at the guy. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? Going to arrest me? What are you going <laughs> to You can't do anything. Oh, man. You but, know, this. all this goes into the next question I had for you, which is what is, what is a Jehovah's Witness meeting like? What is the service group? What is yeah. the assemblies like? And I think this goes uh, this goes into that. So we can continue on that. What else? What else do you think uh, we would want to know from what these meetings, service groups, assemblies, things uh, that happen throughout? Yeah, them? it's like it's like going to church, you know, without all the statues and stuff, without all the like the stand up, sit down, get on your knees, stand up, you know, all that, all that stuff. You just mm-hmm. It's just this Christian talk, man, but it's not really a Christian talk. It's more of a watchtower talk. What about the duties inside while the meeting was going on? Did people also wear hats? Yeah, there were hats. Uh, again, you could control the sound. There's a guy controlling the volume. You know, that was a pretty cool job. Would you say that the place that you attended had some excellent sound people? <laughs> or, or was there issues with the sound? Always issues with the sound. Really? Always issues with the sound. But everybody's imperfect. How would the elders uh, react if there was issues with the sound? I don't. I, I saw some of them get very visibly distraught. They were upset. Yeah. That the guys couldn't get it together in the sound. I remember once there was a guy sleeping on the sound. <laughs> oh, and, man. and let me tell you, this building wasn't a big building. <laughs> Okay. Really? The guy was in the back and he was just knocked out. Just TKO. TKO, head down. <laughs> full full sleep. Just in deep REM. The guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He must have gotten fired from no, that. No, no, you, you can't get fired. You no? can't get fired. No. They'll 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 tell you to stop doing it for a while. Or they'll pull you off to the side and tell you, "Hey, man, you can't be sleeping." Mm-hmm. You get know? some disciplinary action yeah. against that poor guy. Poor guy. What about little kids? Did, did were little kids involved in wearing any of the hats? Yeah, you, the little kids usually got the mics, and that was uh, a big thing. That was for a little kid to get the mic. Like you know, you're moving up. Yeah, you're doing something right. You're moving up in the hierarchy. Exactly, and it's like that first step that a that a young man. Gets yeah. that's like that first uh, cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that reward uh-huh. and kind of like that reward um, environment, rewarding culty environment where mm-hmm. you get you you start getting rewarded for small um, tasks. You're moving up to the big leagues, little man. Here you go. Here you go. Give you, him a give him a microphone. Give him a microphone. And it's so it's so weird. You know, now I know that the elders, you know, they the the, the leaders in charge, they they make meetings about should we give the little kid the mic? Is the little kid ready for the mic? Is yeah, he, is yeah. he a good example to to do the mics? Well, let me tell you this: if if the parent wasn't a good person, they'd leave. They ground the little kid basically. Oh yeah, because they'd I, say the parent is uh-huh. that makes sense. Because they say that the 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 congregation could learn from that bad example, so they don't want that. Because the mom, I don't know, the mom is doing some extracurricular activities or maybe she went back to college mm-hmm. and she's doing community college at night, which mm-hmm. they frown upon college. Yeah. And if she's in community college, guess what? Little kid's not getting the mic. Oh, man, that's horrible. Oh, well, let's say the mom, every now and then, she can't come to the meetings because she has some, I don't know, she has um, dialysis. Uh-huh. And the little kid misses a bunch of meetings. Yeah. Well, guess what, little kid? You're getting punished too. You're oh, not doing the mics. Man. Horrible stuff. All kinds of, you know, and just it, strange, excuses. strange thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the meetings are just someone giving a talk. 
and depending on the day, you, you could sometimes you could comment, sometimes you can't comment depending on the part. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the talk, you can raise your hand or you can't raise your hand. But you know, I always wanted to raise my hand in some of the ones that you couldn't raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to raise my hand in the ones that you couldn't raise your hand, and in the ones that you could raise your hand, I always wanted to ask a question. Oh, they were they had the di- uh, um, di- uh, direct questions towards a certain member of the members of the congregation. You mean? No, no. Like anyone could have commented, but. I wanted to ask a question towards his statement. Oh, to say a question back. I wanted to ask a question back to the to the speaker yeah, that's and not, you know to everyone there because they do call it a study. Right, it's not. <laughs> you know, and it w- and I always thought that it would serve very useful cuz mm-hmm. I'd be like I don't think I'm the only one thinking this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is a great opportunity because you're standing up there and you could talk to everybody, so right. You could just like you know, everybody learns a fun fact. So, mm-hmm. hey, what about this? You know, and I always wanted to do that. I just never got the courage to. Not the case. Yeah, they don't do that. What about these groups, these service groups that these are what, Saturday mornings? Actually, depending on the congregation, they could be every day. Mm. They could, If it's a very active congregation, you know, they'll have service groups in the morning. And then uh, they'll have service groups around 1 o'clock. That's when the members get together and go out and do this. The uh, preaching work. Preaching work, what yeah. they call it, right? The soliciting work. Which is very different from the preaching oh, that no, the Bible. Soliciting. <laughs> it's very different from the preaching that the Bible describes. But right. this, this preaching that gets done, would you say that the um, the members were impartial and they would they would just take turns with every single person and they would all go with each other? No, no, that the service groups like uh, you meet and you try to go with the person you most get along with. <laughs> oh, so you don't. And then go. you always had that one guy that's like, hey, let's switch it up today. And then everybody, everybody was like, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't like each other. Some didn't like each Some other. Some didn't like each other because they just had a thing like the younger people would go with the younger people. The older people go with the older. You didn't want to really be paired up. And, and they really want you to do that. They want you to kind of intermingle young and old. And I don't know. It just. What would they do with like, because uh, I have to imagine there's older bachelors from time to time. Mm-hmm. These older bachelors, they don't have family. Yeah. Nobody knows them. Yeah, now that I think about it, in these service groups, there was a lot of older bachelors. The single older men. Yeah, these single older where do they where do they pair these people? No, we're t- not older as in like thirties. We're talking older in sixties, seventies, mm-hmm. you know, older men. Divorced or Yeah, most of them. Uh-huh. Most of the divorced family, you know, doesn't yeah. have a good relationship with the family or whatever. For whatever reason, but uh, they'll put them with the group. They'll yeah. put them with the group because, or would know, you say most sometimes men, most men go to work, you know, during yeah. the week. Yeah. So during the week, the group consists of mostly women. So that's that. That I always found that kind of odd. That was an odd situation. Yeah, it was. It was odd where the 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 bachelor old man would come in. And he didn't have any family, yeah. no brothers, no sisters in in the congregation, no one that really could like um, could vouch for the guy. Yeah. And then he 
he'd go with these young ladies. Yeah, that was always a younger moms. Yeah, that was always a weird situation that it's like you couldn't say no because they want people to preach. Right. And you know, so they would always I I would assume they'd be like, "Hey, just everybody keep an eye out." Yeah. For each other. Yeah, I, I those groups I always found a little hostile especially to and not just that when they were around cuz the women didn't like it. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure women would be uncomfortable. Yeah, they were uncomfortable, and they would voice those things to to me. They would voice it to me. They would say, "Hey, man, do I really have to go with such a person?" And would you make them go? And I would say, "Look, try and find a way not to go with the guy. Don't tell nobody I told you." Nice, 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 nice. Because, but that's you know, come on, a normal person would would do that. So yeah, that's a that's a service group. Service group is the people that meet up to go preaching. Preaching, yeah. and it's a thing where it's like, so what? You do it like once a month, you know. If you're re- if you're just an average regular Jehovah's Witness, like, is this like a once a month kind of thing, or mm-hmm. you know, or how often do you have to do this? As often as you can is the answer. Yeah. The yeah. more you do it, the better. The more you're part of these service groups, the better. Yikes! And uh, it's like every week, every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Yes, if possible. It's like, but I went all last week and most of this week. So maybe I could just chill this weekend? No. I'm going to go again. You got to go again. But that other guy didn't go all last week, didn't go this weekend. He's just going to go on Saturday on the weekend. Maybe he'll no. go and I don't have to because I went already. No, no, no? absolutely not. Still, and if, I mean, you could do whatever you want. You could do whatever you want, but frowned upon. It's gonna look bad. Yeah, it looks bad. That's a bad, bad check. That's a bad check mark on your on your report card. No, oh, jeez. All right, so well, being part of a tight knit community that like that, you obviously make a lot of acquaintances, and they call themselves friends. You understand once you're looking from the outside in that these are conditional friends. They're they're your friends on the condition. That you have their exact beliefs. Yeah. So let me ask you now. Seeing the religion from the outside in, did you did you have friends inside of the religion? And if so, w- w- where are these friends now? What's your relationship with them now? <clears throat> um, there's there's I got some friends that are still in. Um, I consider them friends because we were never. Uh, there was, we've been through a lot, I guess you could say, but most of the people I know, if not all, yeah, I, I've cut ties with them, and I don't know about them. I don't know about them, and now, like you said, but looking, is it, looking is it, it in. Is it you that cut ties? No, 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 because I stopped going to the meetings. Because to anyone that I meet that still goes to the meetings, I always let them know that I'm available for them. Say, hey, what's up? Call me. You Uh know, hang out or whatever. But that's when you realize how conditional they are. Because you tell them, hey, call me. You know, let's hang out sometime. Mm -hmm. And then they find out you're not going to the meetings, and then they stop hanging out with you. So so you have to go to the meetings in order to be their friends. Yeah, you got to go to church or else I'm not going to be your friend. Is the idea like if you want to put it in terms where people that you know don't use the word meetings, you know, 
mm-hmm. could understand. You got to go to church or I'm not going to hang out with you. What if you tell them, but Jesus was friends with all kinds of people. Uh, he was friends with the tax collectors. Yeah, but that's when you start getting into religious argument with them. and They don't have it. They don't have it. So you could tell them, like, Jews didn't go to the meetings. <laughs> yeah. What did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, he, Jesus didn't go to the meetings. Listen here, you know. Yeah. Listen here, you little twerp kind of thing. Yeah, they they can't be wrong. They can't be wrong. It's hard for them to be wrong because that's the idea. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. They They have all the truths. You get a lot of backlash. And it starts with, no, not true. Not <laughs> yeah. true. Cause, cause they all become a little Karens. They all, be- <laughs> they all become little Karens. They become little Karens, yeah. Especially the woman because, you know, they're, they're very emotional, you know, just naturally. So most, most of them, you know, become little Karens. Yeah, a lot become little Karens. Yeah, I'll be, and I'm, I'm, I'm being fair. I'm being fair, and the guys become Kens. <laughs> yeah, the guys become Kens. They get very defensive. Very defensive. Even they get really emotional too. Yeah. But it's just, it's just the thing about being a Joe's witness. Like you, your most of your faith is based on emotion. It's not based on facts. Mm-hmm. It's not based. You're not trained to argue. If anything, the training is do not argue. Do not engage. You know, if, if you if you meet someone at a door, you know, yeah. during service, after the service group and stuff, and someone starts arguing something contrary to your beliefs, do not engage. But if it's a known, if it's your own, uh, another member from the congregation, from the religion, yes, do they do they also just like walk away? No, it's what we're saying here. They get they get defensive. Yeah, either they get e- jumpy. Mm-hmm. It gets very. It's like uncomfortable. It's like, why, why are we talking about this? Why are you questioning this? I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, because the Watchtower of 89 mm-hmm. says, yes. and let me read this to you, and then you got to stay there. Because mm-hmm. if you say, yeah, I'm not going to read that, it's, ooh, yeah. now we got a bigger problem. Now we got a bigger problem. Not, or you'll get pulled off to the side. You'll get reported. Mm-hmm. You'll get brought into the little room. Yeah, yeah. You, but it, so it's almost like they're allowed to corner you mm-hmm. and read you this arbitrary information it has nothing to do with what you were talking about. Right. And you have to listen. You have to listen. But yeah, back to the friends thing. Uh, <clears throat> I still have friends that are in. I keep in contact with them. The people that are most closer to me. Most are congregation. No, no, I don't. I, I haven't heard from them. It's a small knit community. So I'm sure they all know I don't go. I haven't heard from them. Um, I've, but I've seen my friends, my close friends. I, I always kept a, you know, small group of friends and mm-hmm. I keep in contact with them. I've brought up certain issues and they're pretty, um, well, one of them, I've only really brought it up with one actually. <laughs> and, uh, he's a pretty easygoing guy. So he's like, mm, I see what you're saying, man. And I really don't have an answer for you. So it's, he, he didn't get jumpy. He didn't get, you know, because he, he heard me out. He actually was willing to hear me out. He's well, like, I'm not saying I agree with you. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I just see, we, I see what you're saying. Did he go back and read it in the publications, perhaps, whatever you mentioned? Yeah, no, anything I cited, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, look this up, look that up. And I, I gave him like this. I cited my sources. 
of their publications. And right. Yeah, no, he never looked it up. And then I got another friend who, like, totally told me, hey, man, we're not, uh, I don't feel comfortable hanging out with you anymore. So he puts up a f- complete firewall, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, another one that he's very passive, I think. I just told him, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. I'm questioning some stuff. And until I figure it out, I'll, I'll think about co- going back to the church. He's like, oh, that's cool, man. Do whatever you got to do. You do you, man. Yeah. There's some good people. And I would like to mention that. There are, I met a lot of good people, Mm -hmm. but I've met good people outside of the religion too. Of course. You know, just because you're inside a religion doesn't mean you're a perfect person. It doesn't mean you're a good person. Right. Plenty of, uh, there are plenty of good people outside of that religion and outside of other religions. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't just because you call yourself a religious person doesn't equate you with goodness. Yeah. There's plenty of people that have said they're very religious. And they're not good people in history. That's Yeah, it just there's this belief that, you know, unless you're going to the meetings or just because you're going to the meetings makes you somewhat of a better person than the guy that doesn't. There is that belief. Question mark, you know. Uh. So, and that's the kind of thing you have to battle with when you're trying to talk to people like, "Hey, I know I don't go, but let me tell you, I'm still a good person. And it's like, it's hard to believe you when you don't go to church. It's right. like, just because I don't go doesn't mean I don't read the Bible. Just doesn't mean I don't have any morals or principles. I'm still a good person. Hear me out. It's like, no, I got to see you doing what I do in order for us to be friends. And then, yeah, that's when you start questioning, what are friends? How did, how, how did I used to define friends? You know, did I... And then you start realizing that, yeah, none of them were your friends. You know, one of those buddies, the one that's more, uh, uh, like, the one that tried to cut me off, he later then apologized. Like, hey, it's, you know, be kind of squashed that. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Hmm. You know, but it was, again, it's his brain kind of telling him, like, what you did was weird. Yeah, his subconscious telling him that. Yeah, his subconscious like, hey, that wasn't right. This guy's been with you through thick and thin. Yeah. Like, within the congregation and outside of church, you guys went through, you know, thick and thin for years growing up. Why would you do that? To, and that's his subconscious kind of reaching back out to me, you know. And he didn't want to fully admit that he, he'd messed up. We just kind of squashed it over a beer mm. kind of thing. But even he, he tells me nowadays, like, hey, what does it feel like to be alone? He, he says it in a joking way, but I know he, there's some truth to it. He's like, what does it feel like to not have friends? And then I just tell him, like, I have friends. What are you talking about? I'm not alone. I have friends. Uh, just that whole congregation apparently wasn't my friend. You know, those are, condi- those, that's, those are conditional friends. Mm-hmm. They were my friends in the condition I went to church. And then he's like, oh, here you go again with that argument. So he doesn't, he doesn't like, although it it's makes perfect sense, you know, it is what it is. Apples for, call apples for apples, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the situation with the friends now. I I have a few of them, and the ones I do have very valuable, very valuable. And now the people that I do value and value me, it's not because I go to church, or because I don't go to church. It's because these you know life experiences that we've had, and you know what a what a real friend is, 
a real friend that can demonstrate unconditional love. I don't care who you are, what you do. We've been through a lot of stuff together. Uh, I know a lot about you. You know a lot about me. I've leaned on you in life. You leave not, You lead, have leaned on me in life. And we're there for each other. And those are the people that I have in my life now. And I'm very thankful to God that I still have them. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's, uh, <clears throat> thanks. Thanks. Well, let's move on to the others. In the time that you were part of the religion, from the time you joined to the time you consider you exited the religion, has there been any changes that you've noticed that, that occurred? Inside the religion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, not just in teachings. In teachings, there has been a bunch, you know, and as uh-huh. you could go check out the annual meeting of every year and you'll learn every change of the teachings that there has been, what they call the new light or whatever. So j- just in the teaching, yeah, there has been. Do if, most, if, if, do, do, I'm sorry, do most Jehovah's Witnesses know of these changes? That these changes occur at annual meetings? No, 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 no. Only like the, again, spiritual uh, Joe's when it says get invited to these annual meetings. Hmm. Um, but the top tier again. The top tier again. But you could always watch them. You go back and watch them now that you know they haven't recorded and stuff. Yeah, it used to not be that easy. But and, and I was going to get to that. Technology has changed this religion. Yeah. You know, and they portray it in a way of like they're adapting and God's adaptable and God, um, uh, he'll change as time changes kind of thing. But when I got in, we used to not be televangelists. (laughs) (laughs) Televangelists? They they, they used to not be televangelists. Mm -hmm. Now they are full blown, 100%, 110% televangelists. Yeah, it, yeah, there is no question. And if you say that to a Jehovah's Witness, like, "Oh, you you do you guys are televangelists," he's like, "Excuse me, no, we're Jehovah's we're Jehovah's Witnesses." He's like, "Yeah, that's why you do you have JW Broadcasting, you're televangelists." He's like, "No, that's just that's just something we have." And then it's like, "It's not on TV; it's on the internet." Exactly. See, uh huh. So it is still on a monitor TV and it's being broadcast. It's being broadcasted. And I mean, public, right. And in general, TV is broadcasted, you know, nationwide, like within that region or whatever. This is worldwide. So if anything, it means more. And then you tell them like, do you know what the definition of a televangelist is? And he's like, it's a religion or something, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not us. I'll tell you that much. It's false religion. It's false. religion. like, Defensive again. Defensive, like wait, just I'm I'll, I'm pulling out a dictionary for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you ready? It's like no, because that's not a word we use. Because that is not even in the Bible. We're not televangelists. <laughs> televangelists, an ev- evangelical preacher who appears regularly on television to preach and appeal for funds. <laughs> do they do that? No, we don't do that because we don't appear on TV. See, no. I don't appear on TV. So like, paint it whatever way you want to paint it. That's what you guys do. Regular shows, you know, the broadcasting, those are very regular. You know, asking for funds, Tony Morris. Mm. Let's talk about money. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the main characters. One of the main characters. Main leaders. 
we could have a whole episode on Toni Morris. <laughs> yeah. So this, so it has changed now. It's where they've they've just embraced televangelism full fledged, full fledged, full force, and like every aspect of it to the point where they are making this huge mm-hmm. Tyler Perry size studio. Oh jeez, uh, yeah, this is like a they they have the they have their own Hollywood. It kind of looks like the the Hollywood that uh, um, the production. Warner Brothers studio, yeah, like California kind of yeah, thing? or like more like the Scientologists have. Oh, okay, very similar, and mm. it, it's so kind of it's eerie to see the similarity because you look at the buildings, very similar buildings. Hmm. So these people embrace technology. Yeah, the Amish people would say they're controlled by. Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, because they're they're using all this technology, you know. But again, it's a cult arguing with the cult. Yeah. <laughs> so this televangelism, they embrace that. I know that there's a there's a part of the Mormon religion where they embrace music, where they have a this professional choir. Yeah. And they they distribute this music amongst the members and they make it public to a level now where they are proud of their symphony orchestra. This this music that's just being, just being uh, oozed out of their their temple. Yeah. Do the do the witnesses have music like that? They got the music. They got the the <laughs> Video. music videos. Okay, really? so they got an orchestra. They got a choir. Every every country has a choir. They got the saxophone. They guy. got the men's choir and they, they got, got the women's choir. They got their version of Kenny G. They got their <laughs> Kenny G. You know, but none of these people get credit because they're so humble, you know, that they won't put their names out there. Yikes. You know, so it's because it's, it's a Christian community again, you know. Yeah. It's all for God. It's all free. Mm-hmm. You know, and they all give their voices out for, for God. They got, the, they got the Christian young pop. <laughs> they got the Christian young rock. They oh. got the, you know, call. he's like, no. And they call them uh, originals. Originals, original songs, uh-huh. and also it's like that's pop. That's kind of like pop. Yeah. That's alternative. They'll, they'll got a they got a little alternative. You know, my understanding is that it used to be mostly piano instrumental yeah, before. It was very. It was is only it piano. <laughs> it's only piano, which is like kind of like very mel- mellow, mellow, mellow down music. Exactly, yeah, very Christian, mellow down. Um, uplifting music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you could pull one up right now. Just so people get an idea. The old but yeah, it used, to, it used to be only piano. Let me put one on. Yeah, <laughs> Here's fine, one. one of the old ones. Well, better, yeah. <laughs> we might not have the rights to those. Yeah, yeah. Let's play this one safe. But the old music was piano. Just piano. <laughs> it was so strictly piano that, like, if there was a get-together... Uh, and like one of the kids knew how to play guitar yeah and he started giving it like another uh, like a maybe a more upbeat tempo yeah you know it's like oh hey what are you doing what, <laughs> what are you doing what's going on? you can't do that get frowned upon frowned upon and that's how controlling this uh this environment is you know it's like well i'm just playing the song and it's just like yeah but it doesn't have the same tempo you're, you're giving it more of a modern tempo i'm giving it my personal twist Personal. he's like don't do that don't, don't. don't do that Jehovah has approved that approved that temple for a specific reason. Yeah, they would say. So that. it's like okay, only piano, only piano. All right. So like, if you wanted to play these songs at your house or at a get together, you had to do it piano style. Dun yeah. dun dun. You know. What if I brought in an electrical guitar and did the same? <laughs> no, no. no. Frowned upon. 
But as and and you know, so has this has this religion changed? Absolutely. Yeah. If I were to time travel back and tell someone what it is today, they'd be like, "No way." Yeah. No way. Like, like that's, the tablets too, right? No. That everyone's got the tablets. Which is frowned upon before. Technology was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And now they've embraced the tablet thing. You used to, if you would have br- brought a tablet to me, it's like, you know, brother, you should uh, leave those things at home. You know? Yeah. You can yeah. make, you can, you could be a stumbling rock. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to be a stumbling rock. Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, if the congregation is using uh, pencil and paper, you're using pencil and paper kind of thing. Right. But now, very, very pro-technology, very, you know, everyone's on the tablet. Everyone's got a tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, you still kind of be looked frowned upon because you had money, you know, to have, actually buy one. And then it's like, hey, maybe you should leave that stuff at home. We get it. You have money. That was the old mentality. That was the old mentality. Like, but not a lot of people here do. So, you know, it would be christian of you to not be a stumbling rock and right. make, pe- make people envy you or or want what you or spend money that they don't have just to you know fit in so leave that stuff at home kind of thing or if you do want to bring it in can you do us a favor can you sit in the back yeah and can just you sit don't in the last show row? anyone yeah can you sit in the last row if you feel if you feel the necessity to have your laptop out or your tablet out whatever can you sit in the back? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the religion flipped on, on yeah. this thing. With Before it was bring your Bible. Now it's bring your tablet. Yes. We don't necessarily need the Bible. <laughs> it's in the tablet, they would say. Uh-huh. It's like they moved away from pen and pencils, from, pens, from paper. So I'm telling you, very different religion. Very. If you were described this religion to someone in the 80s, mm-hmm. you're talking about a whole di- different religion. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like uh, other religions like... Um, I don't know anyone being a Muslim or Judaism. 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 They've been the same forever. Exactly. Where he was like, hey, how was it in the 80s? Like, just like now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Well, how was it in the 50s? Just like now. Same thing. You know, but to a Jehovah's Witness, it's like, you see. Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, it was so much different, you know, but I'm glad we're all changing. We're not like all these other religions that just stay the same. We change as time needs, you know, we need to change. Like, and that means what? Oh, that means we have the truth. That means we have the truth. Yeah. Uh, How does that mean you have the truth? Because we change. Yeah. (laughs) What what about the text that says that God doesn't change? Yeah. Uh, no, well, we're not saying we're not, he we, adjusts. He, that's that's what that's what we mean. So we adjust to the times, the semantics again. Again, semantics like, uh huh, okay, oh, yeah, is this sure. Any different? Exactly. Oh, it's good. It's good. Well, all right. I think uh, I think we've covered uh, enough in this uh, in this episode. But we have some more questions in future episodes for Arturo. We want to get his viewpoint because his viewpoint is unique. Everyone, every member in the religion has a unique, depending on what role they played or what uh, seat they sat in. Even people that never really entered the religion but had some sort of connection to the religion at some point in their life. Even those those viewpoints are invaluable. So... Thank you, Arturo. I think uh, we got a lot of good stuff from from today. (laughs) And 
I know you've got some more good stuff for us in future episodes. Oh, you, oh, you betcha. You betcha I got some good stuff. Well, thank you again. And we want to thank you for listening wherever you are. We were very grateful you tune in. We also want to uh, send our prayers and our thoughts to the people in Ukraine and any other country that is suffering. I know that uh, they've gotten the most media exposure these days, and it is very heart-wrenching. It is very sad what's happening in that country. And if anyone listens to us at all at some point in Ukraine, our blessings to you, our prayers to you, and we are thinking of you. Yes, yes. Hearts out, prayers are, prayers are going to all the people in Ukraine. Thank you all for listening.